You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Steve Peters. In Along the wind tunnel. With Craig Moore. I, you can't believe this. Like, <laughs> I know we talked about this reference before. I feel like Marilyn Monroe in Something Like It Hot over the, the subway grate. This is an unbelievable wind tunnel. It's great. It's nice and cool here. We are at Four Peaks on 8th Street in Tempe for last Wednesday, not to be confused with First Fridays. Yeah. This is last Wednesdays. Usually in the same week, though. Last Wednesday, First Friday. Just throwing it out there. Uh, at the Four Peaks, we're awaiting our beer. And I don't know. We're the first show. This is a PHNX takeover of Four Peaks. Is it a coincidence that they put the two oldest guys on the show Absolutely not. in the whole business, th- that they put them here first? Because they know we've been up for six hours. So, yeah, like wide awake, ready to go. Uh, by the way, wearing the same shirt today as well, which is a little awkward. Here we are. Very awkward because Craig is new to the PHNX merchandise. He's got the dad hat because he got it for free. <laughs> put on my surprise face. And uh, finally got in your order during the big PHNX sale that we had the other day. Yeah. So we're at the brewery. Um, you can stop on down to Four Peaks Brewery all day. PHX personalities here all day. All the shows are here live on last Wednesdays. We do it every last Wednesday of the month. And it's not too late to sign up and be a part of the toast of the month and get a, what do you get? You get a $50, $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So go to gophnx.com, click on the link in the show notes sign up to be the toast of the month club and get all these great benefits at four peaks four peaks has been awesome partner with and we are i cannot believe i'm saying this i'm waiting for a pumpkin porter so am i buddy and that's by the way pumpkin porter is on tap right now we have uh, I, I went and verified it for myself actually i hunted all the taps to make sure that i could get the beer that i wanted because as people know by now pd it's all about me so but is that a thing pumpkin beer like, I know you, but is it a thing? I got a lot of friends who drink pumpkin porter. I mean, there are strong opinions, I feel, on pumpkin porter. We might get some of those opinions in the chat today, now that I'm mentioning it and really pushing it hard. But I'm a big pumpkin porter fan. It's one of several beers that I drink here. I've, I've mentioned the wow many times. I'm eyeballing maybe an, an oatmeal stout with my 8th Street chicken strips later. But for yeah, now, with the chicken strips, oh, it's chicken tendies are coming after the show for sure. But, yep. but for me, I just picked up, and I'm, we talked about my, I'm a, daytime it's wow, nighttime it's kilt lifter. Okay. Daytime I get that crisp orange little flavor when I'm sitting at the barbecue. It's fantastic. But today, 
because we're in a bar, I'm going kilt lifter. I don't care if it's 11 o'clock. You're going to try the, the pumpkin porter, though, right? I am. I'm okay. going I'm going to try that. We're, we're getting that. Let's let's get into some hockey. Okay. Because I think that that's what, why we're is here. Is that what we do? Yeah, but um, okay. we've got Josh Stone coming in a little bit. He's joining us live. He's skating right now at Oceanside. Yeah. Um, we've got a little message from one of our, our listeners in a, in a long we've time. We've got Jacob Franklin with beer for us. Yeah. Look at this. See this? Oh, stop, this stop is beautiful. the show. This we is, need beer. This is why I'm here, actually. Pumpkin Porter. It's that? That's really dark. Kilt Lifter. Fantastic. And the Pumpkin Porter taste for Petey. Yep. This. And to remind everyone, Liam Merrill is not here today, so... <laughs> Yeah. This is a really good day to drink. So I'm uh, very concerned about the show, yeah. by the way, and the, and the pace of the show and keeping things moving along without Liam Mara here. But this ought to help. So we're going to start with the pumpkin porter. Cheers. There you go, buddy. Cheers to the pumpkin porter. Here we go. And my hope is, by the way, that you know I'll have a couple beers and forget all about this day and how the show went when I wake up tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, and honestly, oh. Craig, I was thinking no. Because it, oh. but it, first of all, it's a subtle pumpkin, and it's just got that little like that. It's got that Thank little so like like that Thanksgiving morning. It's because it's got the little cinnamon <laughs> kick to it. Morning. It is the pumpkin pie. <laughs> I'm in. I like it. Leah, where are you? Oh boy, Leah, Leah. please come back. Come on, Leah. All right, oh, that's I really good. Okay, we can start the show now. Can you hand me my water, buddy? Yes, sir. All right. This is absolutely. I'm gonna have to hydrate responsibly. Literally off the rails, and we haven't even started. Day. Yep. Okay, so come down to Four Peaks, sign up online for be a part of the Toast of the Month. They'll announce that on another show, because they can't do it on the first show, which is ours. So we'll never get to announce the Toast of the Month. Clearly. They don't like us very much. Let's start with Ages hockey. Of- all right, let's start with goaltenders. Some, some news yesterday: former goaltender Aiden Hill, former For, Coyote, former, former Coyote. goaltender, <laughs> former Ooh, Coyote goaltender, harsh there. Uh, was picked up by the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and we've talked about the Vegas Golden Knights and their goaltending situation. How does Aiden Hill fit into this? Do you think? Uh, San Jose was looking to move a goalie first and foremost. They had three goaltenders, so it, it's been no secret all offseason that they've been trying to move a goaltender. Aiden Hill was the guy that Vegas wanted. The Probably a guy at San Jose was willing to move because things didn't work out as they had hoped last year when they gave up a second-round pick to the Coyotes for a backup goaltender. Not only a second-round pick, but they gave up uh, Joseph Kojanash as well. And Hill went the other way for, for himself, of course, and a seventh-round pick. There's been a lot of discussion about Aiden Hill. And look, I, I, I hold no Ill, will toward Aiden Hill. He's a nice guy. I hope he does well. He's 26 years old. He hasn't found it yet. Right now, he's viewed as a number two, maybe a number three guy in the NHL. Somehow, even though Vegas just traded him for a, or got him for a fourth round pick, somehow one year ago, Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong was able to get a second round pick for a backup or maybe a number three goaltender. The pick has to work out. It was Julian Lutz playing in Germany, probably going to be in the World Junior Championship in Halifax and Moncton in December. But you don't get a second-round pick for a backup goaltender, yeah. Petey. I think that's a good—I'm really surprised, and we say that all the time about Bill Armstrong, surprised at some of the returns he gets for some of these players because he's patient enough to wait for the right time. And San Jose needed to make a move. They needed to get a goaltender. And Aiden Hill, I tell you, for stretches— with Aiden Hill with the Coyotes, there were moments where he was really good. I mean, there were there were moments when both Kemper and Ranta went down, and he had to turn to Hill. And those were in times when they were chasing playoff spots, and he had to turn the, the keys over to Aiden Hill, and he performed admirably. The one thing about Aiden Hill for me, he, he competes extremely hard. He's a guy that, all, what we used to say in the coaches' room is he wins. He just wins. He doesn't do it pretty. 
I don't know if you've ever say he's he's technically sound or he plays, you know, a, a really tight goaltending game, but he competes hard and he wins. Yeah, and he and he did that in the American League and he's done it at stretches in, in the National League too. And he, you know, it's a respectable saves percentage last year, just over nine hundred. It's respectable. Yeah, um, below league average though. Below so. league average. Yeah, and so uh, for this pickup for Vegas, for me, I mean, when Robin Lehner goes down, you got to do something. Absolutely. But is, but is this something? I don't know. That's and that's the thing, right? Is it just just adding another body? Does that get it done for Vegas, which expects to contend for a Stanley Cup? I don't know. We'll see. Listen, goaltenders mature, as you know. I mean, both of us matured very late in life. Uh, mm-hmm. Took a long time for people, not, yeah. you know, to Use say, okay, loosely, finally figured it out. Um, they mature later. Aiden Hill's 26. It's not over yet. I mean, and, and listen, he's in the NHL. He's he's a backup goaltender at least in the NHL right now. So it's a good thing. But there's still time. We've seen this happen. Look at look at what happened with Darcy Kemper. All of a sudden, the light switch went on. We'll see if it happens with Aiden Hill. Good kid. Vegas took a gamble on him. It's not a, a costly gamble, but they need goaltending help. He's going to play behind a better team, so maybe this is the moment when Aiden Hill can finally start to shine. I'm still not convinced, though. I still think he's a three-headed monster right now it is because you've talked about last year's backup was Laurent Brossois. And then Logan Thompson has to come in and do a lot of mop-up duty because they had injuries for both Laner and Bressois. So Logan Thompson comes in as a rookie, plays a lot of games, plays really well. And it sounds like in the media, at least, that they're passing the torch to Logan Thompson yeah. to be their number one. So where does Brossois fit? And then they also pick up Michael Hutchinson. Right. So you're right. There's still, you go from, you know, you, you thought you had your goaltending set. Laner goes out. Then you think you're struggling. And now you've got a dearth of goaltending. Did I use that word right? No, that means you don't have enough. Okay. But you could you could make the argument that they don't. I, so. I tried to use a fancy word with a writer sitting by me. <laughs> so the, there's the, they still have the goaltending depth. I just don't know if they've got that clear-cut number one, a guy that can get you through the playoffs and get you to the place where they think they're going to be. And that's competing for a Stanley Cup. And I'm not sure... Logan Thompson, Laurent Bossois, and and even with Aiden Hill, is is that a group of goaltenders that can get you to the promised land? I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. I guess time will tell. They, yeah, and they'll they'll probably sort that out. You know, rotate them a little bit. Maybe Thompson is the guy that you give the crack first, but then if you figure out that you don't have the goaltender you need, maybe you make a move at the deadline. And Vegas has not been shy about making moves. Do you think? Do you think that the Coyotes wish they had Aiden Hill in their stable right now? Mm, I don't think he was a part of their future. With Gillies and Prozvatov, and they're, they're, they're yeah, still I mean, looking. It would be nice to have a number two goalie right now, yes. Yeah. It, it would be nice to have that, but I don't think he was ever going to be a part of their future. Wow, that was so. quick. We've got someone calling in already. Really? We might have to come back to other, other topics, or maybe yeah. we'll just ignore them and get drunk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well. Who do we have on the line here, it, Sean DePaz? It's coming in incredibly early. And here he is. We are now joined by the member of the All-City family and our first NIL signing to the PHNX roster, ASU's newly named captain and friend of the program, Josh Doan. Josh, thanks for coming. Just straight off the ice? Yeah, yeah. Just got off about two minutes ago. We were playing a little shootout game. Josh, uh, were you able to uh, get to the makeup guy before you came on camera? Yeah, always. <laughs> you look I'm good. Sure, I get that good, done always. Really good looking kid. Good looking. Lucky for him. I don't know. It's a little blurry at our end. Maybe that's good for Josh at this time in the morning. I don't because college kids. It's this is still morning, right? Is this morning? Eleven thirty? Yeah. Is that morning? What time do you get up in the morning, Josh? Like six thirty, six fifteen. This is an early rise. Look at that. We work out at seven thirty. 
Petey does, Petey doesn't I'm believe you. Right. I, I believe you, Josh. Uh, you come from an honest family, so I believe you. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in your life. First off, congratulations on being named the Sun Devil Hockey captain. In tangible terms, Josh, what responsibilities does that carry for you? Yeah, thanks, guys. And it's, uh, I don't think there's too much with the group of guys we have, obviously making sure everything stays in line and, and being a guy that guys can reach out to to ask questions. I think it's something that I've taken pride in my whole life is, is just being a good teammate. So um, we got great, great assistant captains in Como and Sam where I can lean on them and it's more of a three-man unit than anything else. So I don't look too much into, into the responsibilities, just making sure that I keep everything in line and I can be there for guys when they need me. Is it at all intimidating to be named a captain as a sophomore? Yeah, I think it's, on a, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal and unbelievable opportunity to, to be named captain. But at the same time, it's... I'm 20 years old, so I'm not a real sophomore. Technically, I could be a junior. So, but uh, it, it's pretty special, and it's something I've, I've worked for my whole life. I was pretty fortunate to follow some unbelievable captains last year and in, in Chicago. So, it's it's something that I'm I'm pretty pretty happy to, to get it done. Josh, we talk about it on our on our show, and you, it's not the first don on the back, see on the front, <laughs> that people in the desert know of. Have you leaned on your dad? You talk to him about being, a, you know, a leader. Do you just lead? This, do you follow his example, or do you ask him questions? Is he a guy that you can go in and hey, hey, dad, help me? Yeah, I, I think he's a guy I've been on my whole career. So to to have him and his experience in this situation is obviously huge because he's strong and. He's pretty well known for doing it, so I look to him pretty pretty much every day when it comes to and hockey. So he's always going to lean towards when I have questions and and need things need things that I'm a little confused on and, and answers that I need. And he's usually pretty good about it, but um, yeah, I think he's the guy that I'm going to lean lean on a, a lot in the next couple months. So you just got off the ice at Oceanside one. What are you guys up to now? Is it a full team practices right now? Is everybody on the ice or is it just more of a getting in shape, like a training camp almost? And then how far, in your knowledge, till you get into the new Mullet Arena? Yeah, so it's everyone's out now, so it's full team practice. Worked on some team concepts today, which is exciting that we're back in that time of the year again. And last we heard is it's September 15th, moving into the arena. I'm not sure if that means we'll be skating while they're doing some, some final touch-ups everywhere else in the rink, or if that's when it's officially done, done. But last we heard was the 15th of September. Josh, in the 21-22 uh, regular season, you led all freshmen in the nation in points with 37. Uh, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about playing NCAA hockey coming from the USHL? And what did you learn about what you need to do on the road ahead? Yeah, I think in, in college hockey, and, and the farther you go up, the, the better the teammates will be. And, and when you have guys that give you a good opportunity to be successful, then, then you can take that. And, and this year, obviously, picking up the guys I'm playing with right now, and, and Silly and Mastro, they're two exceptional players that had unbelievable years last year in their own right. So I'm excited to play with them. And I, I love college hockey and the style of, of the play. It's a little more heavy than, than junior, so it fits my mold a little better. And, I'm looking forward to this year and just 
making sure I play a better all-around game and, and not getting too focused on points. You talked about your line mates. It's two guys that entered the portal and played somewhere else last year to come here to be a part of this ASU club. Talked about Robert Mastro, Mastro Simone. I always Simone. Simone. I had it right when he was on the show. I'm just going to go with Mastro from now on. Let's go with Mastro. And Sillinger, former Coyote Mike yeah. Sillinger's son, silly that you brought in from Bemidji State University. So you're playing with two guys. What makes ASU so attractive to guys to jump in the portal and get to be a part of what's happening here? Yeah, I think there's a lot more. Obviously, the rake is a, is a huge part of that. But at the same time, the culture that we've built in this in this locker room is is a fun, uh, fun culture that we're really afraid to reach out and try and bring guys into this experiment. I think when you look outside into our into our game and you see the fun that we have while we play, we we play a very very open hockey game and, and give guys a lot of opportunity to, to put up big numbers. So it's it's pretty inviting when when guys see that, and I think that's a big thing to it. And then also we got a lot of guys that are a little undersized and need to put on weight. And having Leanne obviously be the the NCAA strength conditioning coach of the year was was something that I think was pretty attractive as well. Josh, when we when I talk to players, a lot of times I hear the cliches. Well, I just want to work on everything in the off season, and, and that's fine. And I'm sure you do a little bit of that. But I'm going to ask you for some more specific areas of focus for you this off season. What did you work on, and did you work with anyone in particular? You just mentioned Leon Blinn. I'm sure that's that's one of the people. But can can you talk to us about the specific areas you focused on and who you might have worked out with? Yeah, obviously, obviously, summer was huge for strength and power on, on my end. I think you got to get stronger and more explosive to, to be able to move up and down the ice and, and be a bigger frame out there. Um, Leanne was obviously huge with that. I, I was with her for the first two months of summer, and then summer kind of got a little discombobulated with Coyotes camp and, and the U.S. camp, so I wasn't really around for too much. But I got a lot of time with Leanne, and then obviously Coyotes camp, I got, I got to work with their guys, and they gave me some things to work on that were pretty similar to what we thought I needed to work on. So I think off ice, just getting getting stronger and, and, and more powerful my legs. And then on ice, I think protecting the puck is something I want to be better at. So whether that was just myself, uh, working on that and then working on my own timer. You're a month away from the start of the season. You head up to Duluth to play the Bulldogs uh, on October 1st on that weekend. Uh, this team... We've talked to, to, to Mastro, and Mastro had pretty high, they set the bar pretty high. What are your expectations for this ASU hockey club coming into the season? Where do you want to be? What is your bar set at? Yeah, I think, I think as, as a member of this team, I think it's pretty known throughout the locker room that we want to be a contender right from the get-go. And you don't get a better opportunity than in Duluth, first Duluth, and then in Bemidji the following weekend. So you get four road games that, that no one is considering easy games. And I think we're looking to walk away above 500 after that weekend. And if you do that, it kind of sets your season off right and, and kind of carry us into, into a run. But at the same time, it'll be our first year in the new rink with 5,000 people behind us and we have 24 home games. So if, if we're not a contender at the end of the year, I think it'll be a huge letdown to everyone in that locker room. I wonder if if that weekend, they play Bemidji State on October 7th and 8th on the beautiful shores of Lake Bemidji at the Sanford Center at Bob Peters Arena. Just oh. throwing it out oh, there. Oh, Named the rink after my dad. Just saying, maybe if, maybe PHNX could fly me there. What do you think? And I go with my mom. We'll take Josh out with my mom. We'll go to Crystal Waters. There's probably two or three restaurants in town. I think so. That's about you better, it. You no. better talk directly to Saul Bookman in the camera right now and see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to Silly going back 
back and play in the old the, the Beavers in, in RH Bob Peters Arena. A lot about to be a lot of fun. All right, Josh, you mentioned the arena. 24 home games this season, which is a lot of home games when you when you parse out the schedule. In basic terms, what can a brand new arena like this mean in terms of home ice advantage? What can it do to maybe inject some energy into this team? You guys obviously dominated opponents at Oceanside. Your record there is unbelievable. What can this new arena mean for you guys? Yeah, I think as much as we dominated at Oceanside, it, I think there's, there's going to be more of that dominance in the new ring just because probably 800 to 1,000. You got 5,000. And I think it credits the fans and, and the students at ASU that kind of give us that little bit of buzz and energy heading into games because everyone that's been in Oceanside knows how, how loud it can be at times. And the, the new rink is built to be pretty loud and I'm excited to see how it, how it gets. And obviously the home opener is going to be, is going to be something that you don't want to miss. So uh, I'm excited to see what our record could be in this new rink. I think, I think it could be pretty exciting. How are players reacting to the name itself? I was there, you were there, I know, when, when they unveiled that it was going to be Mullet Arena, which is, I can't think of a more perfect name for a hockey arena, but how are players reacting to that? How do you expect both the players and maybe the students to embrace that name? Yeah, obviously, it <laughs> did the, the Mullet family on, on their donations, and it just kind of, it's kind of uh, funny that it, it ends up being the Mullet Arena, and, and Kind of goes with hockey players and, and the hockey culture that it's kind of a it's kind of um i don't know what the word is but it's it's something that people always laugh at and, and they make fun of hockey players that have mullets so i think you can obviously do something with that name and i'm excited to see what they do i've heard i don't know if it's you guys or, or who it was throwing out mullet maniacs in, in our student section or whatever it is but i'm excited to see what they can come up with in our home mullet Petey had a mullet, by the way. Yeah, We've I did. Photos of it. It's I did, and terrifying. I'm starting. I'm trying to start it now. It's at 54, <laughs> though. It's struggling on my mullet a little bit. Um, one thing we don't talk about a lot with our with college athletes is we talk about school. So school is just getting back. Josh, how are you juggling? How are you juggling the class load and the hockey? You're skating early in the morning. You've still got classes to attend. How was juggling those two things for you going right now? Good. It's it's been good. So they do a lot of a lot of work with us on making sure we get classes that fit our schedule. So I, I only have three classes a week. The rest are all online. So it, it, it's pretty easy to juggle that. I got one class that's two uh, two hours and 45 minutes every Tuesday night. So that's the only one that's, that's kind of a, a bag at the end of the day. But other than that, schedules are good. We have study hall twice a week. It's mandatory and we get our work done there. And a lot of us are ahead right now, so the goal is kind of get ahead before the season starts, so you don't have to worry too much about school once you're playing games. Josh, we got to check in on the Doan family. Um, I don't know what you guys do still. Are you still able to gather as a family? Are you able to get away for the summer? What did you guys do this summer on your summer vacation? Yeah, I went up to, to Camels as much as I could. I, I wasn't yeah. uh wasn't able to get up to Alberta this summer, which was, which was unfortunate. I didn't get to see that side of the family. I got to see um, my dad's brother and his kids for, for a bit. But uh, I, I spent most of the summer with my mom, my mom's family up at, at the lake. So that was pretty fun. I know the rest of my family got out to Alberta. So I think I was the only one who missed out on it. But. Rough life, buddy. Rough life. Yeah, we have, moves, yeah. we have Josh 
Josh Doan's dad on. Yeah, we who's now to... we're calling him. I've I've determined to call him Josh Doan's dad the rest of the season. Might as well. I yeah, mean, it's Josh might as well. Dad. Especially because we haven't received an invitation up no, to Kamloops yet. And we've I'm got a lot of catching up. He's yeah. like Josh has been Shane Doan's son for so long. We need to start flipping the script and get it going. So now for the remainder of this season, he is Josh Doan's dad. You in? I'm yeah, in. yeah. And I, I, by the way, I think we've had more Doan family members on the show than any other family in the world. So I got to ask about one special family member before we let you go here, Josh. How's Theo doing? Oh, he's he's living life right now. A <laughs> uh, little stuff, and I drove up to Canada with him, and he slept the whole time. And then he chases geese and other dogs at the lake. He's <laughs> he's probably of all the dones, he's probably the most the feistiest dome, which is kind of crazy. And, and probably the derbiest, so he, he beat my dad in all those categories. <laughs> I need to look at those. Now that the picture's coming, he's starting the mullet. Yeah. Josh is starting the mullet. Are it's you coming. working on the mullet here? I like it. Yeah, I don't I don't know what our, our plan is yet. I think I might trim it before the season. Oh, buddy. Maybe opening night I'll have a mullet, a nice clean mullet for opening yes. night. We're not I, sure. Yeah. Maybe just get some hair extensions and go with Sick it for flow. one game. No, it looks good. Six I don't flow. know, buddy. Well, I don't know. Josh. Just want to say thanks again. I know you're just getting off the ice. You've got a busy life. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Thanks again for your time. And, and for people that are listening, I am so excited about this ASU hockey team because they are going to be fire. And the arena is going to be electric. The team's going to be good. Start watching the standings October 1st. They're playing one of the best teams in the country right away yeah. in, in Duluth at the UMD Bulldogs. Um, keep an eye on them. And I know we will be. They're going to be a lot of fun. Josh, thanks for taking the time today to come on uh, on our, our live Wednesday show. So thanks, man. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Wow. College yeah. hockey is coming. I know. And I'm, this is where I got my start in this business, by the way. I was covering college hockey at the University of Wisconsin before I ever got the opportunity to cover the NHL. And I love college Badgers? hockey. The Badgers? You covered the Badgers? Dane County College. They played, I played there. Before and they it, moved to the goal center. I played 15 games in college, 15, which isn't a lot. I sat on the bench yeah. for a whole bunch. You played at Dane? Yeah, but I oh. happened to play there, and it is the most barn. abusive arena oh, I've ever played at. It's vicious. So because at that yeah. time, you, you couldn't get liquor in an NCAA rink. You d- weren't allowed to have a beer stand, but that wasn't on campus. So when we go to play the Badgers. And it was Wisconsin. And so it I was, mean. and boy, playing in North Dakota, going into Wisconsin, and it was. Who's the coach? Was Vicious. Jeff Sauer still the coach? When yep. you were, Jeff yeah. Sauer was still the coach nice. when I was there. That was a good hockey team. Paul Ranheim was yeah, there. They were yeah. very, very, very good team. Good hockey for team. Number so, of years there. Not mm. only is college hockey season coming, but so is college football season. And that's time to pull out your DraftKings Sportsbook app. This weekend, you've got ASU playing U of A. It's time to pull out the DraftKings Sportsbook app and start getting into the action. Football season's here. Get ready for it. Oh, see, I put NFL week one, but it's not. NFL week one's next week. Yeah. That's see, okay. and, I print it. and by the way, without Leah here, I printed stuff. Leah yeah. just either does it by memory or from the computer. But football season is coming. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PHNX to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PHNX. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 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 God, it's, it's only half here? a beer. Yeah. Official well. sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applies. Please, she, she. I, I, what the? I uh, swear to God, I can't do this. Out here, okay. Can He's we already Leah? slurring his words. <laughs> <laughs> see, see show notes for details for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. ASU, NAU, I know they play Thursday, and Sean DePaz was supposed to look and see if they were actually on 
the DraftKings Sportsbook? Not yet. Um, you can, if you're a U of A person, you can get their game against San Diego State this Saturday. But I have to imagine um, if the NAU line shows up, it'll probably show up tonight or early tomorrow. So it's coming. So college football, get on. Get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet on any football game. You know what else I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to our tailgates. We have some great tailgates for the Cardinals and the ASU and, I just and, and that other team down south. Um, wow. Yeah. We're, we're wow. going to have some tail. I'm going to come to the ASU tailgates because I, I covered college football for 20 years. I covered ASU football for 20 years. I really miss being in that atmosphere. The, the atmosphere of college football is unbelievable. It is. It's fantastic. I love it being around that so I'm gonna college be sports tailgates. I'm a big college sports yeah, guy and college me football me too college football college hockey anything where they're not playing for money they're playing for themselves their school their team it's unbelievable I can't wait for college sports to start up and yeah coyotes are around the corner who wins more Ooh. games this year coyotes or sun devils sun devil hockey yeah 47 games versus 82 games. Who wins more games? Can that's we get a, well, that's, that's a good? Bet, that's an upcoming actually. show. We need. Well, let's that go through is. the schedules. Who wins more games? I like this. In a 40-game schedule versus an 82-game schedule, who can win more games? Mm. Just saying. Don't count out those Sun Devils. What do you think of the Pumpkin Porter? Loved by the it. way, Petey. Done. It's done. It's gone. Yeah. I, like I will say this: going Pumpkin Porter to Kilt Lifter, it's one of those odd transitions. It okay. took me a, you need a something bit. else. No, but you I'm need good. A palate cleanser. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. You want to talk some more hockey? I do. Let's talk about the World Cup of Hockey. So You know a lot about this. Yeah. The NHL and the NHLPA are talking about doing another World Cup of Hockey in 2024. A lot different than what they did in, in 2016. So it'll be eight years between uh, events. They're talking about doing it. Last year, they had the whole entire tournament in Toronto. Yep. This time they're talking about doing qualifying tournaments in Europe, qualifying in North America, and then having yeah, the pool the in each. Pool in each, and then yeah. have the playoff games here in North America. Thoughts? I I wonder how does that work logistically? Like when, when you look at and by the way, they're not they're, there's not going to be a team North America. There's not going to be, be a team, team Europe. Europe. Yep. So in North America, obviously you only have. Canada they haven't the announced US? the two teams, but we obviously think it's only going to be Canada. And the US. You think I'm, Mexico's I'm, coming? I'm thinking no. Guatemala is Guatemala, not taking no. part in the World Cup. But will of they hockey, let the so. Americans after the World Junior Tournament? So, so it's those will. two teams, and then if I look at Europe, I think okay, who wasn't there before? Probably like Slovakia and Germany, Germany. gets added. Yep. And then you have Switzerland, Sweden, Finland, yep. um, Czechia. So there are teams. I mean, they're going to find it. And I don't know if, what if they're going to do. Are they going to play pool bring, games to get in? Yeah, I, do you I don't bring know. two European teams you to North to. America? I, I guess. I, but I don't know. There's things about this event. And I, I was lucky enough to work it in 2016 and be around the atmosphere. I loved having the whole thing in one spot. Who'd you work for? Uh, I worked for Team North America. Right. And, and Dave how did Tippett, they do? Dave Tippett got me that gig. Well, we... I'll argue Dave Griffiths. I'll argue anybody in the world of hockey. This is the best hockey team ever assembled. And I know they didn't win it, but McDavid, Matthews, um, Johnny, Hockey, you name it, they were on that team. Best hockey team ever. Oh, Austin Matthews. Did I say Matthews? Yeah. Matthew McKinnon. Matthews, McKinnon, McDavid, the three M's. Um, I thought it was a great... It was a best on best, which is hard to do during the winter. There's guys during the Olympics that bail out because it's during the season. I thought having it in before the season started, having best on best made it an unbelievable tournament. I mean, you have Sidney Crosby in the tournament. McDavid's in the tournament. Everybody had their best players in the tournament, which makes for a great tournament. I will say this, though. Having everybody in Toronto a month before training camp made it for a little lighter atmosphere. I think guys had a little bit of fun. Yeah. At the tournament. I don't know and if they were okay, buckled right? in like the Olympics were, because I think there was a lot of fun that was had also. But it was a great hockey tournament. And I wanted to ask you that. And obviously, it hasn't been a consistent tournament for a long time. So maybe it doesn't have the prestige or the, of the Olympics or even the World Championships. But what was your sense of the reception of this tournament? And 
Could this thing grow to, to be at yet the time? another big time? Yeah. At the time, it was unreal. Yeah, I mean, the really ACC cool. in Toronto sold out. Everything in that city was hockey. You could walk down the street and see Zadeno, Chero. Uh, you could see uh, Crosby in the next block. Every restaurant, every every place in that city was full of somebody that had something to do with hockey. Mm. It was absolutely phenomenal atmosphere. I'm so grateful that I got an opportunity to be around it. It was the most fun I've ever had working in the NHL. Um, it, it was a great experience. Fans loved it. TV loved it. I think it's a great event, and I hope it all works out for the next time. I'm not sure having it in two different cities or countries or if that's all going to work out. I don't know. But as long as it's best yeah. on best, I think it's good. Feels like they're experimenting a little bit still to try and figure out how things work. But well, I, I do like the idea of, like, it, it doesn't work out perfectly, obviously. You'd, you'd have to have a couple of European teams come over to the to, to North America to compete. But I like the idea of having those pools. It's, it's a little bit easier on the on the players to not have to travel across seas and then do the training camps, but we'll see how it all work out, works out and we'll see what the future looks like. A couple like. things we got to mention here. We got, we got a, another new sponsor, Hertz Donut from Tempe. Should and I, I, I'm should I open we'll, these up and hide Yeah, we're going to open it. By the way, Hertz Donut, they're customizable. They're, they're, they're not, it's oh, not like sugared and powdered. Look at how beautiful I'm those going donuts in. are. I'm going in for a cookies and cream with a beer. With a beer, like, buddy. This is this you're is gonna a good camera me? angle with a box hiding my face. Like Probably this. the best we've had all day. Yeah. We have another box back here. One of the one of them back here is a, uh, a frosted animal cracker cookie Unreal. donut. Looks unbelievable. Unreal wow. specialty donuts. I'm cookies and cream guy, and I'm going. Cus- it's chocolate cookies and cream with a beer, and I'm getting paid for this. This is my job. <laughs> And you're eating on the ear. So I oh. guess I should talk for a little while here while oh, you're, while you're chewing into that your mic. That is so good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, so, eat it off for me anyway. By the way, I know you're not going to eat donuts at this time of the morning with you and your hip. <laughs> Hertz Donut right now. Mention PHNX when you go into Hertz Donut and you get BOGO. Buy one, get one on all-round donuts for the next two weeks at their Tempe location only. Mention PHNX at Hertz Donuts. Buy one, get one. And I'm telling you, it's not just powdered and sugar. Yeah. They are unbelievable. I'm going to go off on a little riff here about donuts because, you know, when you go to European nations, they talk about the pastries in France or even in some other countries, right? Oh, the U.S. doesn't do pastries. Donuts are an American pastry. And I like the fact that now, like Dunkin' Donuts, all that stuff, Tim Hortons, all that stuff is good. But I like the fact that now we're getting into gourmet donuts, gourmet cupcakes, even gourmet brownies. Those are the American pastries. And I'm a big fan of taken the donut thing a little farther than it's ever gone before. I, I, I like what's happening in the donut industry. I, I'm completely in. And, and uh, Jeff Halpern, former Coyote, actually oh. owns specialty donut shops in Washington, D.C. I did not Every know time that. we'd go into D.C., he'd bring us a box of a specialty Good donuts. Man. So a couple things we got to talk about before we wrap up. We're going to talk about, we've got a pre-recorded interview. Um, one of the people, PHNX is a family. And we talk about PHNX helping each other out. There's an event this weekend trying to help out someone in the hockey community. Um, some people might know Rhonda Pearson, might follow her. She's a big Coyote fan out of Glendale um, and just a fixture around hockey rinks around the valley. And if she you, also tased uh, she did Glendale tase mayor, the mayor, Jerry Wires. By the way, that was a long line to tase the mayor, and she actually got to do it. Um, <laughs> so Rhonda Pearson is a friend of the program, friend of everybody in, in Arizona hockey. Um, she's helping put together an event to raise some monies for a friend of hers that that has some some health issues there's a big weekend this weekend at the coyotes community ice center in uh, mesa it's this sunday and we're going to let Rhonda tell you about it in her own words so here's Rhonda pearson telling us a little more about how you can help this weekend i just wanted to welcome in Rhonda pearson she's a big coyote supporter and she's also a big part of the arizona hockey community and she's working on something really important this weekend. So first of all, Rhonda, 
thanks for coming on. I want, I want to ask you um, a little bit about Denisa and who we're trying to help this weekend. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for having having me on here. Um, so Denise is a friend of mine that I met through a girl that I've played hockey with before. It's her daughter-in-law. And she's a very sweet 30-year-old um, mother of a sweet little three-year-old. And in April of this year, she was diagnosed with a type of cancer called Ewing sarcoma. Um, and the purpose of her treatment is to try to give her chemotherapy, and then she'll go to New York to Sloan Kettering, where she'll have a team of six to eight physicians working to remove the tumor that is in her abdomen. Um, the problem is, is that Denise has been dropped from her health insurance. And so she's facing an uphill battle with her finances. So we're just trying to have an event that will help offset some of those medical costs and just kind of show some support. What can the hockey community do to help? I know you've got three ways they can help uh, Denise at this time. How can they help? Definitely. So we're actually hosting a community fundraising event um, this Sunday at the Mesa Rink, the Coyotes Community Ice Center. Um, it's on Labor Day weekend, and they were generous to donate six hours of ice time. So September 4th from 4 to 10, we're going to have a number of different things going on. We're going to have a public skate that starts at around 520 till about 6 p.m. Um, so you can come and donate $10 and jump on the ice and skate with your kids, Fantastic. although you will need to bring your own skates. We're also going to have two charity hockey games that you can sign up and register to play in. Um, if you register to play in one of those games, you'll get an event t-shirt. And Behind the Mask has been awesome. They're giving every registered player a Behind the Mask water bottle. And they've also given us four BTM gift cards. So those will be hidden in these water bottles so you have a chance to win a gift card um, to Behind the Mask. Um, we're going to have raffles and silent auctions. We're going to have a chuck -a puck And BTM has also donated um, these Beats by Dre headphones. So wow. if you win the chuck -a puck you win a pretty cool prize. We've got other really cool silent auction items. We've got uh, Shane Doan autographed Kachina jersey donated by the Arizona Coyotes. And just a whole bunch of really neat things. Um, in addition to playing hockey, if you're not a hockey player or just want to come and support, you can donate two other ways. We're going to have Vitalant Blood Services on, on site with two mobile blood banking units. So you can actually donate blood. Um, you can either walk up and donate blood day of, or you can actually register by scanning that QR code, the red one, and that will get you an appointment with one of those mobile units so you can come to the event and donate blood. And then you'll see that yellow QR code. Uh, that goes directly to Denise's uh, GoFundMe page. So you can scan that. If you're unable to make the event, you're unable to donate blood, you can still be a part of this and donate through Denise's Denise's um, GoFundMe page. Now, if you are looking to play some hockey, we have two games to choose from. That blue QR code that you saw will take you directly to our uh, registration form. To fill out the flyer, send it in. There's instructions on how to pay. And, um, you know, you put your skill level down and we welcome everyone. If you can barely skate or if you've played professional hockey, come on down. We'd love to have you come and join us. And it's going to be a really great time, I think, and for a really good cause. And we also want to thank some of the sponsors that are helping you out with this cause. Is there somebody you'd like to mention too? A hundred percent. We have, it's amazing support from all over the Valley, people coming out of the woodwork to donate their time, their goods, their services, but a few special sponsors we definitely want to thank. First, we want to thank Musu, um, Integrated Medical Care, You Matter Realty, of course, Behind the Mask for donating all these water bottles and gift cards and the Beats by Dre. We certainly want to thank so much to the Coyotes Community Ice Center for donating so much ice time for this event. 
Um, Lexus of Chandler has been amazing with their sponsorship. And of course, we want to thank our Arizona Coyotes who have been instrumental in helping us get the word out. And uh, for those of you with little ones, Howler will be there to meet and greet. So feel free to bring the kids down because there's something there for everybody. Fantastic round. I have one more time. I'm going to put up these QR codes, three ways to help. You can play retro and play just to get out on the ice and have a good game of hockey in this hot summer heat. Give blood, give blood if you can, when you can and donate any little bit helps Denisa. I just want to say Rhonda, thanks for coming on today and uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of hockey fans out this weekend to help your cause. Thanks for taking the time today, Rhonda. Thank you. And from myself and Denisa's family, we can't thank you guys enough for helping us get the word out. So we really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. So click on the QR codes if you're watching us on YouTube. And if you need to reach out and get more information and you're listening on audio, just reach out to Rhonda at Center Ice Sweetie on Twitter. So, Craig, the last bit of hockey news we want to talk about is former Coyote player and current head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins has been extended an additional three years in his coaching position. Thoughts on Mike Sullivan's coaching in Pittsburgh? I support this. I I know there were times where... People were calling for Mike Sullivan's head as they call for coaches' heads all the time. This is a guy that's led him to a couple cups. I think he's a terrific coach. I think he is a terrific coach. And as long as this sort of addition of the Penguins is in full flower, and they're still going for it, obviously. They still believe that they can contend. I think he's the right guy to lead him. He got a three-year extension. He's going to be on the job through 2027 now. Uh, and, And listen, I don't know if Pittsburgh's window has closed already. I don't know if you can ever say... A team's window is closed when they have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on the on the roster. But I do think he's the right guy to lead him. And again, I, I think he is a terrific X's and O's guy. I also think he's he's an excellent relationship coach. He's a great communicator. He's an yeah. intelligent guy. He, he played college hockey out east in Boston. I always thought he was going to end up being a college coach because I thought he he's a teacher. He's an instructor. And, and I thought that would be his path. And he's gone on to win Stanley Cups. Clearly, he's picked the right path. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. There were there were moments that I said, he's not going to survive the season. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, if this team doesn't get through the first round, expectations in Pittsburgh are high. And there was a concern at moments that this may they may make a change. Luckily for him, and I think w- what he has done that helped in his success, he's been able to change the voices underneath him. Mm. Talk about assistant coaches, Rick Tockett moving on. You change those voices underneath you, which helps change the voice on top. Wish him nothing but the best of luck. I, I think it's going to be a tough year for Pittsburgh. I think their window is starting to close. They're they're aging. We'll see how their goaltending is this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they they're a team that needs. T- to, to do it through the whole throughout the whole team. They're, they've got the star centermans. You've got Malkin and Crosby, but they need a deep team to make a run in this, and they're going to have better goaltending than they had last year. Someone else who's comfortable, now he's set for the next three years. Someone else that's comfortable is us, because we are sitting in the brand-new chairs at our brand-new studio with more furniture. And if you haven't seen us on Twitter sitting in these chairs, the theater chairs that more furniture got us to watch hockey games on, elite It'll, they they recline. They've got desks to work on. They've they've got coupled phenomenal chairs. All thanks to more furniture. They helped with all of our office furniture, our new studio, which we're going to be unveiling in the next I don't know week. Sounds like it. Sounds hey. like next week. In the next, like week. next week, we're aiming for the end of next we'll week. We'll see. Yeah. So anyway, we'll give you a big tour when we finally get there. But it's coming up to Labor Day sale weekend. So if you have any furniture needs, go visit morefurniture.com. That's more M O R furniture.com for their the Labor Day sale coming up and take care of all your furniture needs. Well, Craig, 
this is almost over, and I think we survived it. I do. I, you know, I was thinking about a couple things here. Like, first of all, we're kind of shiny. The makeup guy never showed up, so <laughs> I get a little shiny on camera. But secondly, uh, Leah, enjoy the show. Um, I don't know. I didn't realize how hard she actually works. Like, yeah, th this uh, is hard. <laughs> Please, Leah. The hell with Harry Styles. You see the document she sent us? Jesus. Here's all the things you got to take care of. I'm like, okay. Leah, uh, Leah is probably the hardest working person at this company, and she makes all of our jobs she's look unbelievably easy. Yeah. yeah, I used to, like, I, this job's easy until she's not here. Yes. Not too easy. So, Leah, please come back. Enjoy yeah. your concert, but come home. And at PHNX, Craig, you got anything coming up in articles, written stuff coming up? Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, great. <laughs> That's a great ad read by here's, Craig here's, S. Morgan. Here's the thing. It's September now. We're, we're moving into September tomorrow, and training camp is three weeks away. So we're going to start looking at the Coyote season. There are a few orders of business that still need to be solved here. Obviously, we're waiting on the arena, right? We're, we're sitting here in Tempe right now, wondering what the Tempe City Council is going to decide. They had a second meeting in executive session. None of that is going to come out in public until they have made a decision. Hopefully, that happens by Halloween, as Randy Keating told us in this very place yep. a little while back at the latest by the end of the season. So that's a big thing to watch. But then some of the other things to keep an eye on in the next few weeks. Barrett Hayton's still not signed. He's the lone unsigned Coyotes player. I keep hearing that the sides aren't that far apart. It's going to get done. But we got three weeks, okay? So let's assume that Barrett Hayton's going to get signed by camp. What's going to happen to Jacob Chikrin? I know there's been a lot of chatter out there. Some of it mm, maybe a little off base. So far, no no offers have met the Coyotes' asking price for Jacob Chicken, so he's still a Coyote. We have three weeks to camp. It's very possible that he reports to camp, which is going to be an interesting story in and of itself. And then one of the other things that I'm really keeping an eye on is what is Andrew Ladd going to decide? Is he going to keep playing? He told me at the end of the season he was pretty banged up, and he proved a lot to himself, so I'm really curious to see where that is going he has to make a decision very soon here as well. Well, if you want to keep up on all of the news, Coyotes-related, or anything in the state of Arizona sports, go to gophnx.com and become a member today. Be a part of this family. And if you haven't been to Four Peaks and seen this family, I tell you what, it's wall-to-wall -wall PHNX all day. If you want to know anything about the inside of Arizona sports, PHNX is the place to go for the written content, the podcast, YouTube channel. Be a part of it. Go to gophnx.com and you can sign up for a membership and either get a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker or get your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. Get part of the, the, the PHNX Discord where we talk about all things. Well, I want to say hockey, but it's more than hockey. Just be a part of the PHNX family. It's something different. It's something awesome. And I tell you what, we are truly a family here from all, through all the sports. And I feel like the old man of the group. And you've just had hip surgery, so figure out where you fit. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming in today, yeah, hanging out with Josh Doan. We're sitting here at Four Peaks. Come down, grab lunch, get yourself some your chicken tendies. Craig and I are going for chicken tendies right after the show. And we'll see everybody tomorrow with Josh Doan's dad, yep. Shane Doan, on an audio only. And Friday, we'll be back live with a pre-recorded Travis Boyd interview. So thanks, everybody, for joining. Craig S. Morgan at Twitter, Steve Peters Hockey at Twitter. We'll see everybody on Friday. <laughs>